Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. So today we're going to talk about um, mental illness, the overlook causes, because we are going into a crazy time. But when we look at um, some of the things, particularly what our kids are going through, and it, it's also adults too, I figure the majority of kids now have three B's and an S, behavioral, bowel, breathing, or skin issues. Okay, and this is super, super common. Now, this is one of our videos that we had um, wiped out and deleted because we were talking about things that we can't talk about in our censorship environment. Um, So uh, the uncensored stuff will be uh, tonight on the drbvip.com. And those people that are supporting us, it's less than half a cup of coffee. It's $2.97 a month, and God bless you. It allows us to keep a site that's safe, okay, that we can keep our – are free information. Uh, <laughs> I mean, free from censorship on. So God bless the Dr. BVIP subscribers. And also, Extreme Health Academy, you're going to get these videos as well. I don't think it's going to be live, but thanks for supporting us and supporting the Extreme Health Academy. It's amazing. Uh, so what kind of stress are kids under today? Well, um, some of the censored toxins we can't talk about, but these have no liability and they're forced for school or work, so you can imagine. Now, environmental toxins, um, let's look at the medication. Stimulant use has increased fourfold from 1987 to 1996 and 18 years under. Now, these are amphetamines. Amphetamines are a stimulant, and it turns out that stimulants have the opposite effect on a child that they have a calming effect. But also, uh, the European and U.S. regulators issued public health warnings about an association between antidepressants and suicidal thinking and behavior. And also, glyphosate-based herbicides, residues in food, feed, environment, and their classifiers has carcinogens and mutagens. So all of this relates to the automatic nervous system. And we're talking one part keeps you alive under stress, and that's the sympathetic. The other part regenerates tissue, that's the parasympathetic. And so your body is either in a fight or flight or rest and digest. And if you think about this, you need these systems in balance. It's kind of like the old um, Native American grandpa told his grandson that there's two wolves that live inside of every man an evil one and a good one, and they're always fighting for the man's soul. And when the little child asked which one wins, and the grandfather said, the one you feed. So if you're feeding constant stress, constant anxiety, constant everything, you're going to be in a stress state. Okay, so watch what you put in your brain. Watch what you put in in your mouth. What you put in your mind. Okay, and and if you understand that what you think thoughts become you, um, your thoughts precede your actions, and these precede habits. So if your child or you or your spouse or friend is constantly looking at their cell phone, constantly looking at TikTok, or they have to have this information always coming in, that's in a sympathetic dominant state. They get validation, but they also get a rush from it. That's why if you ever take the cell phone away or some kind of stimulus away from a child, 
they get violent, they get angry. Now, it's interesting that that most critical illness, chronic critical illness, which is um, affecting over 60% of our adult population, it has to do with this autonomic nervous system. So what things can negatively affect the brain? Well, obviously medications. Okay, there are certain things that we can't talk about that are censored, toxic food and environmental toxins. Now, these can either affect the brain or neurotransmitter production from the gut. Now, some drugs that can cause depression, and, and obviously high blood pressure drugs, beta blockers, calcium blockers, um, because these are lowering oxygen. Also, cholesterol-lowering drugs, birth control pills, antibiotics, and, and you're looking at everyone that takes medications for acne. These are literally antibiotics that can cause anxiety, stress, and um, impulse control issues. Barbiturates, um, benzodiazepines, then look at the toxic foods, mineral depletion, pesticides, glyphosate, fluoridation. I mean, way back in 1936, there's a state Senate document Quote, our farm soils are severely depleted of minerals. Laboratory tests prove that our fruits, vegetables, grains, eggs, milks, and meats of today are not what they were a few generations ago. Um, no man today can eat enough fruits and vegetables to supply his stomach with mineral salts required for perfect health because the stomach isn't big enough to hold them. That was in 1936, 90 years ago. So what do you think it is today? This is why you have to supplement. Now, pesticides are a source of Parkinson's. Those who were heavily exposed to pesticides had a 41% increase in developing Parkinson's. And this is from the UK. Um, the GMO, and we're, again, we're talking genetically modified organisms. Now, this is hugely important because they're everywhere. They're a mineral chelator, an herbicide, an antibiotic, and we already know that antibiotics can cause anxiety and stress. Why they're still, and they cause carcinogen. Um, now, Dr. Huber has studied this for forever, and foodintegritynow.org, that's foodintegritynow.org, Quote, we pretty much sacrificed an entire generation of children. The longer we go on, the more danger that is going to accumulate. Um, uh, I mean, it, it, it disrupts your normal bodily functions, uh, Dr. Stephanie Seneff. Glyphosate is possibly the most important factor in the development of chronic disease um, that have become prevalent in Western societies. <clears throat> So you're looking at glyphosates, their health links linked to depression, autism, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, birth defects, reproductive toxicity. When you're looking at this, our reproductive um, health is severely damaged, endocrine disrupting. <clears throat> now, fluoridation of the water. Okay, it activates dormant aluminum. So if you're cooking with fluoridated water in an aluminum cookware, uh, you're talking that it can massively increase the toxicity of the aluminum in the pot and the fluoride in the water. <clears throat> aluminum is neurotoxic. Um, high concentrations are found in the brain 
neurologic diseases. Aluminum cookware, if you have it, get rid of it. It can concentrate the aluminum by 833 times if you're using fluoride um, or fluoridated water. Now, you have a blood-brain barrier, and this is hugely important. Now, the, the barrier to the brain, and this is from a lot of different chemicals. Like if you have a cup of coffee, um, <clears throat> you're going to feel all anxiety and stress. Your brain can't function that way. Of course, if you have a shot of alcohol, your brain's going to be suppressed. Okay, and the brain can't function like that. It can't have two highs and two lows. So it produces its own f food called cerebral spinal fluid. And so there is a barrier between the blood and the brain. Now, <clears throat> if you, this, before you're a teenager, the blood-brain barrier is more permeable because the body, when you're growing up, is not designed to be exposed to toxins or inflammatory diseases. <clears throat> So common sense, you minimize heavy metal exposure, you minimize, you minimize aluminum and also acetaminophen because that can damage the blood-brain barrier as well. And keep glutathione high. And this is going to be, you know, onions, garlic, um, you know, healthy antioxidants. So you avoid poisons and help um, keep your antioxidants high, particularly glutathione. Now, this is just common sense. Now, some of the structures in the brain, like the hippocampus, okay, let's look at this. Now, it's involved in behavior, reaction, mood, uh, mood disorders, shrinkage or atrophy of the hippocampus are associated with this, this depression. Now, the hippocampus generally shrinks in late adulthood, but the things that make it shrink even further are blood pressure drugs. Um, accumulated toxins in in the brain. Now, those accumulated toxins uh, can be from a lot of different um, entities. It's just one of them we can't talk about. Just know it's um, uh, not really um, regulated. It's liability free, and it's forced if you want to have a job or go to school. <clears throat> Now, the available evidence that the hippocampus plays an important role in pathophysiology, depression, and bipolar disorder. This is out of the Journal of Behavioral uh, Pharmacology. Now, the hippocampus is part of the limbic system. Now, this is pleasure, rage, passivity, sexual drive, mood alterations. Now, the depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and bipolar disorder are all associated with the shrinkage or atrophy uh, of this hippocampus. So you might think, wow, if, if that shrinks it and this is involved in that, then that makes sense. Here's one out of behavioral pharmacology. In bipolar disorder, the role of the hippocampus in pathophysiology of bipolar disorder. Again, so, you know, you think, wow, what causes this hypothalamus to, um, or, or hippocampus to shrink? Um, now, when we look here, so what kind of things can make that hippocampus grow or regenerate? Well, meditation, healthy food, good sleep patterns, decreased physical, chemical, emotional stress. So what are some of the solutions that you can do? Well, number one, get your nervous system checked. Because if you're in a chronic state of stress, 
It means physical, chemical, emotional stress. Your body's going to be in that sympathetic dominant state, and that hippocampus is going to shrink. And then stop neurotoxins, anything that damages your nervous system. And this is going to be chemicals, you know, such as glyphosates, fluoridation. It's going to be some chemicals that are injected into you that we can't talk about and some foods that are toxic. And these are um, processed foods, foods with seed oils, such as corn, canola, soy. They damage the arteries, and that brain is super hungry for nutrients. Now, if you are taking medications, look at what medications your doctor is prescribing and figure out why. Nobody is suffering from a lack of medications, but you are suffering from physical, chemical, or emotional stress. So all of those have to be addressed before you're going to medicate the person. I mean, sick people need drugs, but if you give a healthy person those drugs, they get sick. Then, if you do suspect you have a leaky gut, gluten-free and dairy-free, you've got to do this to heal the gut. We recommend blending and juicing. Why? Because this is going to pre-digest those nutrients and it's going to help you get the raw materials in your system. Plus, juicing apples, carrots, celery, beets. This is going to help clean the blood filters like the kidneys, the lungs, the liver. It's, it's going to be amazing because the, when you're in a stressed state, you don't get the raw materials. And when I say eating plants, I mean the majority of your diet should be plants. Healthy animals, if you're, you, know, you don't have a religion against eating them, it's actually really beneficial. There's certain fantastic proteins that you can get from animal products. Even ketogenic diets are, are excellent. Um, they've known for years that high-fat diets actually help certain brain uh, damage, like epileptic seizures and things. Then you have to look at deep sleep has absolutely restorative. And this means that you're literally going to bed, sleeping all night long, waking up refreshed, and then master your emotions. And you can reprogram your emotional state. It's hugely important that you understand, even in this insane world of people asking pronouns and wonder, confused about their gender, you can reprogram your emotional state. I like neurolinguistic programming. You can also use eye movement desensitization response, like EMDR. You can use emotional freedom technique, where you're tapping certain points. I mean, there's so many effective techniques out there. But realize if you master your emotional state, you change the chemicals your brain secretes. Now, your emotional state you can master. And if you have a consistent firing, then these nerve cells in your brain wire together. Now, this is huge if you understand that. So if you're in a constant state, like let's say you're practicing tennis every day, your neurons in your brain are going to wire to where you're good at tennis. If you're practicing stress and anxiety every day, then the neurons in your brain will wire that way. Like, let's say you're watching Beverly Hills Housewives or, or with some of those like drama programs where they have real-life drama where they're arguing all the time. Your brain will be wired like that. So realize what you're putting into your brain is going to be how your brain is wired. 
if you watch, um, you know, programs that are joyous or uplifting or enlightening, okay, you're also programming your brain for that. Just know that the consistent firing your brain is going to um, clue you into how it's wired. So just, just know that your thoughts and feelings create the neuronal firings, create a chemical production, create your body's experience. So if you are, are and we're going to talk about this tonight in reprogramming your brain, um, sympathetic, supplies, vibrant, amused, satisfied, warm, delighted, serene, blissful. All of these are words of people who have their needs getting met. And these thoughts and feelings lead to the neuronal firing, lead to the chemical production, lead to the body's experience. And this is how your system works. Now, these are some words of people whose, whose needs are not being, being met. Uh, repulsed, terrified, edgy, fidgeted, worried, bewildered, irritated, aggravated, heartbroken. So when, when you think thoughts like that or have feelings like that, guess what? That leads to neuronal firing, that leads to chemical production, that leads to body experience. So it's literally your body and brain are going to be wired to where how you're putting the information in. Just think of those two wolves. Which one wins? The one you feed. So learning and repetition equals reprogramming. Now, when you're reprogramming your subconscious, you're literally making new neuronal connections for chemical production for the same environmental stimulus. So just think if, if you had your, your cat run over by a fire truck, and every time you hear a fire truck, um, you have some sadness in you, and you don't know why, but you start crying or be sad. And it may be some of these memories in the past. Well, you can rewire that to where every time you hear a fire truck, you know, you think of the joy of having that cat or you throw a prayer out to protect the fireman. There's so many other reactions that you can have, but you can reprogram that into your brain. And just know, if you continue to act as you have always acted, you will continue to get what you've always gotten. So it's literally changing and being aware of that. Now, you can change your state um, in an instant. And when people say, oh, that's impossible, okay, imagine you're watching a TV program. All of a sudden, you see, you know, Chuck Norris kicking butt on somebody and, you know, saving the, the damsel in distress or, or rescuing the whole town from bad guys. And then all of a sudden you see a Hallmark commercial of a puppy running through a field and, you know, laughing and giggling kids. Okay, you go from aggressive state into a non-aggressive state in an instant. I mean, as soon as the commercial comes on. So you can change your body and brain in an instant. That's why I'm recommending um, neurolinguistic programming. I mean, it literally involves body posture, um, volume, a breathing, and intonation. So why, why body posture? Well, body posture changes the influence into the cerebellum, and this is what controls the frontal lobe. Why breathing? Well, that little two-pound brain burns 90% of the body's oxygen. 
and then <clears throat> volume and intonation. And you literally say, I am healthy, I am dynamic, I am vibrant, I am strong, I am healed. Now, this is 10 minutes three times a day that you're going to be doing this exercise out loud with a good body posture. I mean, just think of somebody with, with a rounded over shoulders, the head forward, okay, and they're talking low and monotone. Do you think they're going to look at you and say, boy, am I happy? No. What is going to happen is their body posture reflects their state of mind. Now, if you put your shoulders back, head up, chin up, and then, uh, you know, you're breathing better. Your, your body posture is literally to communicate to that cerebellum, which controls the frontal lobe, and the frontal lobe of the brain is involved in anxiety, stress, impulse control, um, everything, okay, schizophrenia, everything. So you can reprogram that, reprogram that area using body posture, volume, intonation, and breathing. <clears throat> but you've got to master it. Now, all emotions um, happen um, like they fall like dominoes. Like if you and me were to get up, okay, from a chair, and your back twinges, my back twinges. For me, it's no big deal. You know, I adjusted 50 people um, this morning. You know, I haven't been adjusted yet today, and I, I'm sitting without my phone piece. So, you know, I got some responsibility there. If you do it and you've had a history of back pain, bam, these thoughts are going to fall in your brain like, oh, my gosh, am I ever going to get better? This back pain's getting worse. Okay, I'm going to eventually lose my ability to walk. Okay, and those thoughts will suck you down into the pit of hell. When you recognize that thought firing pattern, because thoughts fall like dominoes, that's when you do the exercise. You talk about, I'm healthy, I'm dynamic, I'm vibrant, I'm strong, I am healed. Over and over and over. And you will, you will change this. You master your emotions. You change your physiology. So it really can't be that simple, but it is. Then we talk about changing sleep patterns. Okay, now, if you know that sleep problems are implicated in Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, MS, gastrointestinal disorders, behavioral problems, now, you can live without sleep, but you will die without REM or the slow-wave sleep. And people who work nights have higher chronic disease rates. People who use sleep medications will not get REM state of sleep. It even says it on the label. It says, yeah, you take this sleep pill, um, it can cause driving impairment and fatigue. Now, chemically induced sleep is not good sleep. So to reset your circadian rhythms, um, you quiet the overactive mind by journaling. Okay, there's just writing down what you did that day, what you're going to do the next day in any emotionally charged event by reading. Okay, and this is going to be reading a book that might not be interesting. Okay, like the book of Numbers out of the Bible would be totally cool. Um, it's, it's got some wisdom in there, but it's pretty boring. Okay, and then um, you go to limit your sleep to six hours a night, and we have a number of videos on this um, for 21 days. And this is going to cause your brain and body to reset their circadian rhythms. It's fantastic because your body literally will get better and healthier. Now, um, also, if in severe cases, vitamin B3 or niacin, 
Okay, amazing. It's like an antidote to adrenaline and cortisol. Because when someone's in a chronic state of stress, that niacin can lead to skin flushing. It can lead to itching for about a half hour. But it gets a lot of information up to the brain. And then the microbiome, the human. Okay, maintaining that gut integrity is everything. This is called the gut-brain connection. So this means any medication okay, can cause damage to the intestinal tract. Antibiotics, exposure to environmental toxins, um, toxic food choices, all of these can damage the gut, the microflora. When you look at magnesium deficiency, which right now, today, it's like crazy because um, you're looking at the majority of people are in a stress state and they're not able to um, literally get the um, the minerals in their system. They're not able to to um, uh, breathe correctly. They're they're in a chronic state of stress. Um, but you know, there's solutions for that, and. And the more we understand that, the healthier that human beings are going to be. I mean, it, it just it just makes sense. If you master um, your emotions, you master your physiology, you regenerate your gut, and you can reprogram your brain. This is why we talk about healthy, organic, plant-based diet. Plant-based just means you're eating a lot of plants, okay? And healthy, organic, you're just eating the way your great-grandparents ate. Like if you look at um, how they ate 100 years ago, 200 years ago, they'd have a slice of meat the size of your wallet, okay, and then a whole plate of vegetables and healthy starches and everything else. Well, this is what your family has eaten for 10,000 years. Now, um, so when we talk about healthy lifestyles, like the five keys to health, proper nerve supply, regular exercise, proper nutrition, sufficient rest and prayer and meditation. It just makes sense. I mean, this is how your system is designed to work. The more you live to within your design parameters, the healthy you are. It's just we weren't raised with you master your emotions, you change your physiology. We weren't raised that, that you were in charge of your emotional state. That's why we recommend neurolinguistic programming, Okay, get get into that. We've got a couple of videos on that. Um, I totally recommend Marsha Rosenberg's Nonviolent Communication. It helps you listen beyond the meaning of the words. And this is going to be huge. The more you get into that, you're going to find out that um, what if you, you develop the skill to listen beyond the words, then you can connect with that person. Because so many people are responding out of fear and anxiety and ignorance. And here's a quick trick from nonviolent communication. Um, if you're feeling unheard, disrespected, uh, not appreciated, I, during a conversation, I guarantee you the person I'm talking to is feeling disrespected, unheard, and not appreciated. So to connect with your feelings and identify with your feelings during a conversation, will help you clue in and connect with that person that you're talking with. And the, the, you don't have to love this person you're talking to, but the better connection you have, the better your communication. And the better connection we have, 
um, the better our world is. It's it's kind of like I think Gandhi said, to change the world, you got to change yourself. And that's knowing that you can change your brain, you can change your body, uh, you can change your life and your world. And it all begins with you. Mastering your emotions, um, knowing what you put in your body and brain are going to have a direct result with what you're, what's coming out. Um, you can take charge of this world. You can take charge of your life. You can take charge of your family. Now, the second part of this, we're going to talk about um, certain problems with certain forced medical procedures that, that are negatively affecting our, our race. <laughs> this is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.